0: Morning, y'all. I'm Katie Kamen, and it's Wednesday, February 7th. On this date in 1943, the government suddenly announced that it would ration shoes made of leather, limiting customers to three pair per person per year. The rationing was lifted in October of 1945. On this date in 1964, the Beatles arrived to screaming fans at New York's JFK Airport. It was the start of their first American tour. That brings us to this morning's trivia question. On this same date, just one year later, one of the Beatles wound up in a hospital for surgery in London. Which beetle was it? I'll tell you in just a couple of minutes, but first... Let's have a look at that Wednesday forecast over at the First Alert Weather Center. And good Wednesday morning to see you. Cold out the door this morning. Make sure you bundle up temperatures in the 30s. Feeling like the 20s in many spots. That breeze out there. But will slowly die down as we head through today. So a little less wind this afternoon. Sunny sky. Should be beautiful highs today in the mid to upper 50s. So still a little coolish for this time. The average high is about 62. We'll be right there at it tomorrow under a partly cloudy sky. And then about 10 degrees above average in the low 70s Friday. 74 Saturday, 71 on Sunday. Clouds will increase later this week. By the weekend, it looks like we'll stay dry Saturday, but some showers possible by Sunday into Monday.
1: You're listening to Morning Y'all, your local headlines and first alert weather forecast. Powered by the Low Lowcountry's news leader, Live 5 News. Now, let's get to your morning headlines.
0: New this morning, one person is dead and two others are hurt after a crash in Colleton County. This happened just after 9 o'clock last night on U.S. 17A north of Cottageville. The South Carolina Highway Patrol tells us a van was heading north when a sedan traveling south crossed the center of the road, hitting the van. The van went off the side of the road and flipped. The driver was taken to the hospital. The driver of the sedan was killed in the crash, and a passenger was taken to the hospital as well. The
2: victim has not yet been identified. Somerville police have released some new information about a standoff where one person was killed and seven officers have now been put on paid leave. Friday, a Somerville police officer stopped 51-year-old John Baldwin for a brake light violation. Investigators tell us Baldwin backed into a patrol car and took off before barricading himself at a home on Lilac Drive. Officials say negotiators were called in to bring Baldwin out of that home peacefully, but after communication stopped, police say that they threw tear gas into the home. We're told that's when Baldwin started shooting out of the home toward officers. Officers fired back, initiating what they called a gun battle between themselves and Baldwin. Baldwin was killed.
1: Law enforcement, just like in your private sector, we get things wrong, but we look at this as a good day where our training, our our equipment, um, our know-how, our discipline, our professionalism really showed and shined through.
2: And SLED is still investigating this incident.
0: A student is behind bars after authorities say he shot a gun on South Carolina State University's campus, leaving them on lockdown for more than an hour. 19-year-old Rolando Eiffel of Charleston is being charged with carrying a gun on school property. He has more charges pending. Officials say he shot a gun inside of an academic building. The school tells us campus police were able to catch Eiffel after running after him. No injuries have been reported because of the shooting itself. But officials do say a student trying to escape campus did get minor
2: injuries from broken glass. U.S. Marshals have arrested a man in connection with the theft of several cars at a West Ashley dealership from last month. 26-year-old J.C. Deson Johnson is facing 10 different charges including two counts of attempted murder and possession of a stolen vehicle. He was wanted by Charleston police for alleged second-degree burglary. This all came after the January 8th theft of several cars from Rick Hendrick Dodge Chrysler on Savannah Highway. A second man, this man, 22-year-old Cadell Childers was charged with possession of a stolen gun, unlawful carry of a gun, and resisting arrest. Police reports say that the two men were leaving a Ridgeville apartment complex in a stolen car when officials tried to stop them. Marshals say Johnson rammed the car into law enforcement cars and were told both men ran away but were captured. Both Johnson and Childers were booked into the Hill Finkley Detention Center and Childers has since been released on bond. A
0: lawsuit tied to a sex trafficking case in Oklahoma has now been filed against a national hotel chain. The case centers around an incident involving a 15-year-old girl from Texas who disappeared from a Dallas Mavericks game. Investigators say she was drugged and brought to an Oklahoma City hotel for 10 days before officers were able to rescue her. Attorneys argue the situation could have been prevented, and they allege hotel management ignored the red flags when the 15-year-old girl was there. Ainbridge, the manager and operator of the hotel chain, released a statement saying they're unable to comment on ongoing litigation. The victim is seeking more than a million dollars in damages.
2: A sad story here. Police in Memphis, Tennessee say a woman has died after she was shot by a toddler. The woman was found shot inside of a car in a Target parking lot. And she was rushed to a local hospital last night but did not survive. Now, officials tell us that a man and a toddler were in the car with her. And they now believe that toddler was the person who pulled the trigger. Police hope that the incident will serve as a reminder to always secure your guns and make sure they are in a safe place.
0: The South Carolina Supreme Court is now considering arguments over the state's death penalty after inmates sued, arguing the electric chair and firing squad are cruel and unusual punishment. Yesterday, the justices heard arguments in a challenge brought by four death row inmates who say they don't believe those are constitutional execution methods. South Carolina has not carried out an execution since 2011, which was after the state's supply of lethal injection drugs expired and companies refused to sell more. Justices heard arguments in the case at the beginning of last year, but they delayed issuing an opinion after the legislature passed its shield law, which protects the identities of pharmaceutical companies and pharmacies from public disclosure if they provide the state with the drugs needed to carry out the punishment. Until the court rules otherwise, the state will not be able to proceed with any executions.
2: In a landmark case, the mother of Ethan Crumbly, that teenager who killed four students at a Michigan high school more than two years ago, that mother was found guilty on all four counts of involuntary manslaughter that she was charged with. The jury of 12 deliberated on Jennifer Crumbly's fate for more than 10 hours. The first of its kind legal case put to the test the question of who could be held responsible for a school shooting. In addition to the four students who were killed at Oxford High School back, on November 30th of 2021, six students and a teacher were all hurt. The prosecution argued that Jennifer Crumbly is responsible because she was grossly negligent in giving a gun to her son, Ethan, who was 15 at the time, and failing to get him proper mental health treatment despite warning signs. She now faces up to 15 years in prison. Crumbly's husband, James, is also set to go on trial on the same charges early next month. Ethan was sentenced last year to life in prison without parole after he pleaded guilty to a count of terrorism causing death, four counts of murder, and 19 other charges.
0: Congresswoman Nancy Mace is now set to give the commencement address at the Citadel in May. Mace was the school's first female graduate 25 years ago. There, she was a member of Band Company and graduated with a degree in business administration. Officials say women now make up around 13 percent of the Corps of Cadets. Mace, who represents U.S. Congressional District 1, will
2: deliver the speech May 4th at 3.30 p.m. in the McAllister Fieldhouse. Buford County voters, listen up. Several Bluffton voting precincts have been relocated for some safety issues for the upcoming special election set for Tuesday. Bluffton 2C... 2D, 7A, and Pritchardville 1 precincts will be moving to May River High School in Bluffton. The Bluffton 2B and Sandy Point precincts will now vote at Bluffton Elementary School. The board says it does apologize for the inconvenience this may cause. And now this change is only for the upcoming special election. All precincts will be voting in their normal locations afterwards.
0: We're learning President Joe Biden is the projected winner of Nevada's Democratic presidential primary. He faced little opposition from a dozen candidates, including author Marianne Williamson. His other main challenger, Minnesota Representative Dean Phillips, was not on the ballot. The next Democratic presidential primary is in Michigan, February 27th. Meanwhile, the GOP primary featured former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley on the ballot, but not former President Donald Trump. Yesterday, Haley was projected to lose the Nevada primary, finishing behind ballots marked none of these candidates by Trump supporters. Haley is the last remaining rival to Trump, who is the frontrunner
2: right now for the Republican presidential nomination. The chair of the Republican National Committee has offered to step down after the South Carolina primary later this month. Ronna McDaniel would leave her position to allow former President Trump to install his own leaders of the party. On Monday, Trump said he would, quote, be making a decision the day after the South Carolina primary as to my recommendations for RNC growth. That statement is seen as a clear sign that Trump has plans to get more intimately involved in changes at the committee. Charleston County school district leaders are calling it a difficult budgeting year and they're proposing a significant increase in taxes to cover some rising costs. But
0: after preliminary numbers suggest millions of unspent dollars in the last budget, school
2: board members are now asking if the budgeting philosophy is too conservative. Our Autumn Klein is taking a closer look at that budget. So Autumn, there's a lot to get to, but first, how much money, how is money expected to go unspent this year? Well, Shelby and Katie, first and foremost, we have to
1: acknowledge that these numbers are preliminary and are very likely to change before the end of this current budget year, which ends in June. Yesterday, the district revealed its projection through the end of the budget year, and it shows the district brought in more than $17 million above what they were expecting and spent millions less than budgeted. All in all, the district is looking at a surplus of more than $26 million. Most of that comes from property tax collection coming in a lot higher than expected and unfilled staff positions that saved the district roughly $8 million. Keep in mind, the district raised taxes last year to cover a projected shortfall. All of that unspent money will go in the district savings account at the end of the budget year, known as the fund balance. While board members are glad to see the district operating in the black, they have questioned whether the district's projections aren't too conservative. Finance officials also unveiled the preliminary planning for next year's budget. The district is expected to have a budget shortfall with much of the free COVID-19 money from the federal government starting to run out next year and more than 300 employees' jobs on the line. Next year's expenses are about $50 million more than the current budget, but the finance department plans to cover that shortfall with the largest tax increase since 2016. For context, that means a landlord would have to pay an extra couple hundred bucks a year in property tax, a cost that is usually passed to the tenant. And the, general oper- and the general operating budget is expected to be about $800 million. Again, this is the most preliminary budget, and a lot could still change. Some good news, though, the, de- the, de- the budget department has factored in some extra dollars to give teachers and staff a raise for next year. Live in Charleston, Autumn Klein,
2: Live 5 News. Autumn, thank you. A new Charleston County School District superintendent is just one signature away from being official. But one school board member is demanding that the full board gets the chance to approve the document before the board chair signs off. Anita Huggins has officially signed the contract to become the new superintendent, filling the role of former Dr. Eric Gallion, former superintendent there. Board member Carol Temple sent an email to school board chair Keith Grabowski calling this... An authoritarian overreach. Temple says, quote, it's disingenuous to email us a contract and then say you're going to sign it before we have a chance to discuss it.
0: Now to your Consumer Report. Officials in Ecuador think they've pinpointed the source of lead poisoning in cinnamon applesauce packets sold in the U.S., They believe that lead originated from a ground cinnamon processor called Carlos Aguilera, which is no longer in operation. It's unclear how exactly the lead got into the cinnamon, but one FDA official believes it was an intentional act. Some suppliers try to bulk up food sold by weight by adding things like lead to it. The Food and Drug Administration has limited authority over foreign ingredient suppliers who don't ship directly to the U.S., so far, the CDC reports more than 400 children in the U.S. have elevated blood level levels, lead levels linked with the applesauce. At the top of the show, I told you that on this date in 1965, one of the Beatles was in a London hospital for a procedure. It was one year to the date that the group started their American tour. The Beatle in question, George Harrison, had his tonsils removed. Celebrating birthdays this Wednesday, actor James Spader turned 64. Comedian Chris Rock is 59. And actor Ashton Kutcher is 46. Thanks so much for joining us for Morning Y'all, powered by Live 5 News. I'm Katie Kamen. I'll talk to you tomorrow.
1: Morning Y'all is produced every weekday morning. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And download the Live 5 News app for your mobile device. Get the latest news and weather updates 24-7 from Live 5 News, the Low Country's news leader.